Excuse me. <laughs> I think I'm in the wrong apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to show you something. I've been busy for the last little bit, so I haven't been on Bumble in a while. Because mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, it doesn't show notifications if you haven't logged in in a while. So I just opened it, and one of the first people, it was this picture, and I was like, oh my god, you're on oh Bumble. Oh my god, it's me. It's and, my friend. And then it was in you. <laughs> I was like, wait, why is it a different name? And then I scrolled up, and it was your friend. She's using a group picture where you are literally the... Like, if I saw this, I'd be like, oh, it's you. You would think that was my fake account, my yeah, alternate account, like right? Yeah, it's like your account. <laughs> that, is, that is, in fact, me Do you think this is slightly catfishing? Okay, maybe. But also, well, I mean, you'd it know... also fairly portrays every single one of the six people in this picture. And there is other pictures in the profile to confirm that it's the other person yeah, and, not, the, yeah, and not me. Yeah. But, like, when you... Are you on dating apps now? Mm-hmm. So when you swipe, do you look for the profile a lot? I mean, like, I think one group photo is, like, fine. But if you have, like, a bunch... If they're all group photos and I can't tell which one you are... Yeah, that's always a problem. But I'm, what I'm saying is, like, when you swipe on profiles, do you actually look through the whole profile? Or do you just go first picture, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no? I'll look through the whole profile. Oh, you'll look for the whole... I'll look through the whole profile. I'll, give, that, you, I'll give someone a fair chance. Is that always the case or just, like, depending on what stage you're in? I would say most of the time I do. All right. I'll be honest. Every now and then I'll just swipe up the first one. <laughs> How will you know what kind of person they are just from one picture? Well, it's like, you know, what they say, like, first impression is the lasting one. And it takes, yes. what, like, three seconds to form a first impression? So if someone can't put their best foot forward, then I'm out. That's fair. But then every now and then I'll be like, oh, maybe the picture isn't the best, but I like either the colors in the picture. <laughs> or the mood or you know like something about it like the the lightning it looks like a cool, i don't know uh, so i'll read i'll like look at the next one do you ever what? look at someone's photo and um like you know that they look better in person <laughs> just because the pictures are bad <laughs> and you can tell that they're bad yeah but then i usually wouldn't pursue that yeah um so yeah i thought that was really funny First, I was like, oh it makes sense because you're coming over so it makes I'm sense your it would area. be your profile yeah but then are you guys good friends? Yeah. So you said that the picture... Could be any one of us. Yeah, Could be yeah, any yeah. one of us, to but be honest. you're like, it's literally you in dead center. But I just happen to be in the middle of the picture. Because if it's this picture, like, if it's like this, it's definitely just your profile. Okay, well, it's not my fault that I'm two shades lighter than everyone else, okay? <laughs> no, that's not what... Okay, well... <laughs> yeah, cool. So, uh, are you going to mention that to your friend? Like, hey, what... Or is... That's cool. Because even, I look, I don't mind. I even don't when you're swiping, like, when you look for the profile on Bumble, she's not even in the picture because it cuts <laughs> in on the center. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to get mad at my friend for using my face to attract people. <laughs> but like, the, you know what? The rest of, like, she's perfectly, yeah, she's, she's a perfectly attractive human being. So, uh, you know what? I don't have any problem with this. <laughs> is I, it, is it a little misleading? Yes. Am I mad? No. I'm not yeah, mad. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, usually before I get, we get started, we, we kind of chat about names you want to use. So, do you, how do you want to be known by people of this very, very, very tiny community? I don't know. I think Audrey's fine. Cool, Audrey. Welcome. What brings you here today? Um, you asked me very nicely to be a guest on your podcast. So, yay! Um, <laughs> 
you kind of, I mean, I wasn't thinking about inviting you at the beginning, but you kind of also mentioned like, oh, I do it. And I was like, sweet. So we know each other from before. Uh, the before the, times. The before times, uh, which predate the podcast. Um, do you remember what app we I want to say Tinder. I think so. Yeah. Do you, which one do you prefer? Like, I don't use Tinder anymore. Like, just I'm like Hinge, yeah. Hinge now. Hinge, you're a Hinge girl. Uh, what does that mean? Do you bumble it up or? I do not. There you go. So you, you are a Hinge girl. I guess I am a Hinge girl. Yeah. Not that, that's not my personality trait. I haven't used Hinge in maybe four or five years. Oh, wow. I'm only on Bumble. I'm a Bumble boy. That's interesting. Hinge just seems like so much work. Kind of don't mind, you know? Because not, not, not all of that information is even necessarily visible on the profile, but I feel like they do some matching on the back end to find people that kind of like align better with you. And then on, show it to you? Yeah, because they'll ask you things like, oh, like, are you open to having kids or something? So I, I would imagine that they probably match the people that don't want to have kids with each other and the people that do want to have kids with each other. But mm. they don't, even if they don't show that on profile, like they'll do it behind the scenes, yeah. I, I, I assume. Why Hinge over all the other apps? Hinge has this, has this thing where you can where people can say like they're like a drinker or a smoker or do drugs. You can do that on Bumble too. You can. Well, honestly, I haven't been on Bumble in a really long time, so honestly, I'm not up to date with all the new features mm. of all these apps and stuff. But I like that. I'm guessing you've got some like requirements for those. Well, like if they don't smoke weed, then I'm like, really, how chill can you be? <laughs> all right. Is, so, that, is that rude? <laughs> I mean, I, I how chill can you be if you never smoke if you don't smoke weed? Well, there's other vices, I guess. Sure, sure, but like, do you do you smoke? Yeah, I do. So oh. Oh, okay. I don't know. It would be I would be kind of sad if I were to date somebody and they wouldn't smoke with me. I'd be like, oh. What about edibles? Do you edibles will be okay. So you're not just like, oh, we, it has to be smoking. Oh, it doesn't have to be smoking. No. We have to be doing bong rips. No, 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 no. <laughs> does not have to be um smoking, but yeah. it's just like. How often do you smoke? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Wake and bake or what's... Um, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I do, especially when I'm on break like now. But yeah, yeah, When I get busy, I don't. Okay. What do you like about weed? Like I can just take a nap and it's no big deal. Because <laughs> <laughs> like some other drugs, you are not, you cannot sleep or you will die. What kind of drugs are you talking about? Like, I don't know, like ketamine or something. Like you're not supposed to fall asleep on that. Really? Yeah. Oh. I've also n- never taken ketamine, so I wouldn't know. But... Shrooms, you can sleep all you want. Can you? Yeah, I I've mean, no- I've noticed it's like my brain wants to be awake if I'm on shrooms. Mm. I get kind of drowsy. I showed you the the gummies I have. Mm-hmm. I had like three quarters of one a couple hours ago, so I'm I'm vibing. Um, all right, so if a person doesn't smoke weed, then they're likely not chill enough. Yeah, I kind of use that as a little bit of a of a barometer of. Barometer of chillness. I like that. What about alcohol and cigarettes and? Mm, Well, I would like. I don't think I would date someone who smokes cigarettes, but like drinking them. That's neat. That's neither here nor there. I don't. I don't care that much about it. Mm. I don't know. I kind of hate the taste of alcohol, but like, I think drinking cocktails and stuff is like fun. So I saw. I saw a YouTube thumbnail recently that was like, no amount of alcohol is a safe amount. Wow, I get that on Instagram. They're like... What's that about? It's like this brain. I don't know if you... It's, it's like this picture of a brain and it's like, yeah, no amount of alcohol is good amount of alcohol or like alcohol destroys your brain. And I was like, I haven't... Why is it showing it to me? I haven't had any alcohol in years. It does though. Alcohol does. It does kill the brain cells. Yeah, but I'm like, why me? 
am I supposed to be the messenger here? I don't know. People should make their own decisions. Um, all right. And uh, how often are you on Hinge? I don't know. I just check it when I'm bored. I don't know. I'm not. I wouldn't say that I'm like actively. I wouldn't even consider myself to be actively dating. I'm. I'm just. I'm just looking. Just looking for. Or, or like, just like looking, just oh, looking, like window just shopping, looking, just looking with my eyes. Window shopping. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Why is that? Because you're busy, or I'm a little bit emotionally unavailable. Oh, interesting. How so? Um, I went through a breakup like last year. Hmm. I guess I'm. I guess I'm still kind of recovering from that. So yeah. Can we talk about that? Sure. We don't have to. We can talk about something. <laughs> like, I don't have anything, like, bad to say. There's no juicy, there's no juicy stuff for me to talk about. But, um, how, if at any point you're like, I don't want to talk about it, you, we can move on, right? But, mm -hmm. um, how long have you guys dated for? I think we also talk over text about it. Yeah. Um, like we did it for about a year and a half. And you guys met? On Tinder. On Tinder. Okay. How soon from meeting have you guys started dating? A few months, maybe. A few months? Okay. Is that normal? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Is that usually how... I don't know. I think it was It was pretty funny because, like, I almost... Like, I, when I see someone's profile, like, I would usually, like, never, like, swipe right on someone's profile that didn't say anything, but, like, their profile didn't say anything. And why? And I, and I swipe right. I don't know. What was it? I don't know. It was, just, it was just a, a weird a weird moment. There's only like three pictures. I was like, hmm, there's not, there's not many pictures here. Mm, it, do, it, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem like they're like hiding the fact that they're ugly or anything. Like they look like normal. Like I think, like it's not, it's, it wasn't giving me any, any red flags, even though there wasn't, there wasn't anything. Like they didn't have a little blurb underneath. So I, I was like, hmm, no blurb, but this seems, this doesn't seem like dangerous. Yeah. So I swiped right. I like how you said, doesn't seem like they're hiding the fact that they're ugly. Can you tell right away from a profile someone's trying to hide the fact they're ugly? I don't know. I can tell by someone's stance if they're an awkward person. Oh, really? I don't know. <laughs> Is that weird? Well, I mean, I guess normally when you... I can you... tell by the way that they hold themselves in a picture. Yeah. Oh, so you're showing kind of locked in. And or I'll, like, I'll just, I'll just look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. When you see it, is it like conscious where you're where you like, oh, this person is not very confident and then you move on or you're just like, oh, no. I don't know. That's just like, I guess just one of the things that I'll consider. I'll be like, I'm okay picking up some awkward, awkward vibes. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, like if they're like a super funny person or something like, you know, that's just something that I'll just take into consideration. It's not necessarily like a disqualifying factor or anything like that. Is funny an important feature for you? Um, yes. I think, I think that you have to have some degree of a sense of humor to be, to be able to find me funny. Hmm. So yeah. I think you're funny. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I really like, I don't know. You, it's hard to explain. You have this thing where you kind of whip words every now and then. Okay. So you met on Tinder and you don't know why you swiped. You kind of got intrigued by what you saw. But yeah, because normally really those know. are those would all be like disqualifying factors, like not many pictures, not a good look of who they are, no bi no bio, no nothing. Usually that would be an immediate swipe left, but you know, like it wasn't like a shirtless pic or anything. Yeah. So like it didn't feel like it was like it didn't feel like it was because of a lack of effort. It just felt a little bit more like they didn't actually have that much to say, which is fine. He ended up being like not a not like a loud person, fairly fairly mm. quiet, um, reserved kind of person, and I, I didn't I don't see anything wrong with that. Okay, so, like, what was about it that um, makes you emotionally unavailable? Mm, I would say that it kind of put things into perspective. It kind of made me reevaluate relationships a little bit because, um, 
it seemed it seemed like I wasn't that important. Oh. Well, I mean, like based on based on how the relationship ended. I mean, I I, I was told more or less that they didn't want to be tied down anymore. Tied down. Oof. And, okay, can we back up like maybe a few weeks out from when that happened? Was there talk about I don't know opening it up or anything like that or, or seeing other people? Did it come out of nowhere? I was pretty much blindsided, and um, I don't know. Like that wasn't really like a conversation. It was kind of just like oh, I'm letting you know that I've made this decision. Wow, that's shitty. And then have you kept contact at all, or was that just like the last? I don't know. We still like you know we'll say like happy birthday to each other, and um, you know we kind of just like shallow conversation type yeah. stuff, surface level, not, nothing like we're not. I wouldn't say that we're like close friends or anything like that. You know, we've just kept it light. It's always tough for me with like um, happy birthdays, for example, because I. It's like this whole mental thing where I'm like, should I, should I, should I, I or should I not say happy <laughs> birthday? Like if I don't say happy birthday, especially like, if like it's, is it rude if I don't say anything? Yeah, if, it, if it's like a year out from breaking up, it's like whatever, right? But if it's a month, two months, if I don't say happy birthday, then the person would be like, oh, they're still upset with me or like, oh, they don't want to talk to them. I'm like, I don't want to give yeah, them you gotta the... you got to be like friendly. you got to ensure the yeah. vibe is good. Yeah. And I don't want to give them like the power over me to be like, oh, they're still upset. Like I still have a hold uh, on them. I think I usually say happy birthday and then, yeah, I generally say happy birthday. And then if, if they start a conversation, I'm like, yep, yeah, cool. Have a good day. Have you ever gotten back with someone that you dated and broke up with? Yes. Or, really? How do you feel about that? It's easier to do that within a shorter time frame. You, the longer time you spend apart is more time for you guys to grow apart, I guess. Mm. So I think that like, if you break up for a while, that's a lot of time for you guys to grow in different directions before coming back together, if you do at all. I've heard a lot of stories of people dating for a year in college or whatever and then stopping and then down the road like five years later getting together and be like, oh, this is the right time. In my mind, though, the moment there's any like if I have an argument with someone I'm dating and the moment I bring up breaking up, it's like the moment the relationship is over because it's like a last resort for me. Mm hmm. And I know some people use it as, like, a bargaining chip, whatever. But the moment I hear it, I'm like, okay, well, this is done. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's opening the door to all of these uh, thoughts and whatever. And the moment you give, or at least for me, the moment I give in to, like, oh, what would we like to not date this person? Or, like, I don't want to be dating this person or whatever. Then it's... You don't even want to think about not, not dating that person? I feel like that's a, that's a valid thing to think about. Like I said, the moment I start thinking, it's like, it's a floodgate. I don't want to be like, what's wrong with you? But like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, like you, you know, you, a relationship, it's, it's on a daily basis, more or less. Like you decide every day to be in one, mm -hmm. but I'm not like waking up and be like, will I break up with them today? Well, I mean, like, not necessarily waking up every day contemplating the breakup, but, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, I don't know, occasionally thinking about what it would be like if you weren't in a relationship, just to kind of put things in perspective. Yeah, I think that's fair. Generally speaking, though, I 
didn't have like when things are good i don't think about it obviously it's only when things are bad i start thinking about it and then i'm like well if i spend my time mentally doing it what's the point of being in a relationship with this person i mean like i wouldn't necessarily think about like the negatives if i were to think about what it would be like if i wasn't with somebody i would maybe think of like the positives i'd be like hmm like maybe i'll feel a little bit shittier if i was single right now <laughs> you know uh <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> okay, maybe there's something wrong with me. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like... You just do not relate to that at all. Well, no, I get it. Like, you, you know, you obviously... There's benefits of being in a relationship, but I haven't thought about it that way where I'm like... Like in a, in a positive light or like in a negative light or like, what would it be not having that person in my life? Because I don't want to invite that train of thought well i feel like it's also kind of like how much you value them into your perspective as well i right? see what you're saying yeah it's more like a gratitude thing yeah or, i guess so yeah like oh like what would be like if i you know am i taking this for granted what if i did just didn't have it one day so that happened and obviously blindsided you do you just try to let time go by and get over it or are you actively like doing anything about it well i tried to do things by myself until like for for a few months, but like it was not it was not going that well, and so I sought therapy. Like uh, what things before? Oh, before like yeah. what was I doing? Yeah, coping poorly. Oh. Yeah. Oh oh, you mean okay? Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, when you said like try to do things on your own, like try to get over it on your own. Yeah. Oh okay okay. I thought you were like oh pick up hobbies, like go hang out with friends or whatever. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think natural response is keeping yourself busy, at least for me, so I don't have to process it all at once, I mm -hmm. guess, so it kind of trickles in slowly. And I certainly tried. Yeah, and was uh, counseling helpful? Mm-hmm. It's helpful. Yeah. Because, um, I don't know, I have a tendency to, like, blame myself a lot. Blame? Yeah. Okay. I found the counseling to be helpful in kind of having... I guess a third person perspective of the situation where it was kind of like really how how could I have known how could I have known if really there was no indication that anything was even wrong yeah that's not you can't take the blame for that because in a relationship there should be communication there should be but it ah, I fucking hate it it reminds me of like my last job I got fired no the the job before that that I got fired uh I remember some happened it was like a fuck up at work and then my boss was like talking to me about it and i was super worried i think it's been like four or five months that i started and he was like oh don't worry you're fine like we're not gonna let you go it, even if it were to come to it we'd give you a warning and change things and you know and try to solve it and i was like oh cool like that's so nice like such a mature situation where like it's professional and people are dealing with it and then a few months later, they're like, hey, can you come into the office? And I was like, what's happening? They're like, yeah, we're going to have to let you go. And I was like, what the fuck happened to work it out? Wait, why did, they, why did they fire you? They kind of fucked up their timeline on the position and they jumped the gun on doing things. So it was, it was their problem? It was kind of a bad match on both ends. I got myself into a situation where I didn't want to be. I sold them myself quite well and then they sold me themselves quite well too and weren't a great match mm -hmm. like what i thought of the job was not the job 
And then I was like, well, it sounds pretty good on a resume. It looks pretty good. Certainly get paid well. I'll just stick it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one day let me go. I was like, it was weird because of that, but it was also the happiest time ever. Because I didn't have to deal with the bullshit of it. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, maybe at the time it was kind of my fault. But in this case, in a relationship, it's definitely... If you don't know where it's coming from, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a mind reader. It's cute. Uh, so, when you went to counseling, it was literally like, Oh, I'm, I need help getting over this. Yeah. My, my counseling is, like, it's still virtual. And you know what? I think that's fine. Yeah, you were saying how you, you preferred that way for Yeah, the, virtu- and... the virtual thing works works fine for me. I'm fine with that. And I think my mushrooms are kicking in a little more <laughs> than I thought they would. Uh, yeah, so you prefer the virtual stuff. Why? I don't know. Like, I have this thing where I'm like, I don't want people to smell me. <laughs> are you serious? I'm a little, I'm a little weird like that. Okay. I'm a little weird like that. I feel anxious about people smelling me. Oh, so if so, the virtual thing just allows me to put some artificial distance between me and literally anyone else. Yeah, well, real distance. Too, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, also real distance. There's no way that they can smell me through the, through the computer. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel unless, I feel very safe in that. Unless technology gets to the point <laughs> well, where we can smell things. I'm gonna turn off the smell of vision if they ever bring up. Okay, I'm gonna turn it off. I'll disable it. I will not allow myself to be smelled like that. <laughs> I will not allow myself to be smelled like that. Oh, uh, so what about when you go on the date? Is that something that's okay? I haven't, I haven't gone on a virtual date. I don't know if I would. What about in person date? Like, is that still a concern for you when people can smell you? Yeah, a little, (laughs) a little. Like, I I feel a little self conscious about it, but like, you know, that's just something that's like kind of at the back of my mind. You know, it's not like it doesn't, it doesn't actively prevent me from from meeting people, but it is something that I think about. Is it only with new people or like, for example, when, I don't know, with your family or someone you're dating, you're still like, don't smell me. I guess I worry about it a little bit less if it's someone that I'm more familiar with. I guess I worry about it more if I don't know them as well. Have you, like, has it been the case for a long time or is that like a... Oh, I don't know. I'm just kind of a neurotic individual. So there's a lot of things that I overthink about for no real reason. Okay. I'm the kind of person who is like, if I'm too late to class, like, I just won't go. I did that too. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm, if yeah, I'm, I'm like, like five minutes late, it's okay. But if I'm like 10, 15, exactly. I'm like, what's the point? Am I going to walk in now in front of everyone yeah. and interrupt class? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> That's another thing that, that is great about online because I can just show up to class and it doesn't disturb anybody. Sweet. That's Because you just enter the room and it's, it's silent. It doesn't disturb anybody doesn't disrupt the flow of the lesson or anything. But like in person, if someone comes in late, like, you know, you always notice them, even if it's not like mm-hmm. super in your face, like, you know, that someone's coming in late, it's not attracting your attention that much. You are somewhat aware that someone just entered the room. Mm, are you still doing counseling for it? Or is that like a kind of, it helped you cope to a certain point And now you're like, I'm good, but still kind of. Um, I'm still doing counseling for it. Cool. How long has it been? Almost a year. Almost a year, yeah. It's tough sometimes. Uh, it takes a while to process it, but good thing that there's uh, help for it. Uh, do you notice like a, a change between like when you started and kind of nowish? Well, I think that kind of helped me process the situation a little bit because I was kind of like a lot of the time that I was trying to deal with it on my own. I was like, you know, like why is this happening? Like what the heck? What's going on? Like what is my life? Like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um. 
And um, I don't know, I think through counseling, it's kind of just been like, you know, these things kind of just happen sometimes. And um, it do be like that. Yeah, it really, it really do be like that sometimes. So, <laughs> you know, that's not it's, it isn't necessarily something that I did or something that they did. But sometimes these things just happen, you know, and I was talking to my counselor about this. I was like, am I just supposed to feel like this for the rest of my life? And she was like, oh, well, I think she like she's a little bit older than me. And she was kind of saying like, oh, like as people go through life and they kind of like, you know, experience things like when when certain things happen, they kind of affect you like less and less. Yeah. And I was kind of like, okay, interesting. So I'm just supposed to like accumulate L's like this <laughs> just, yeah. to, just, to, just, just to strengthen my, my mental character or something. Like, I mean, I agree with what your counselor said. It makes sense to a degree because, uh, for example, I've met quite a few uh, physicians in the last year. Not because of health issues. It just so happens that friends I make or people I meet are like nurses or, or doctors or soon-to-be doctors. And their tolerance for stress is insane like they're so desensitized to things they they could look at a, a gruesome image and be like oh yeah I, I see what the problem here is and normal people would be like what the fuck happened so just accumulate l's and eventually it don't matter no more yeah i mean like but that kind of challenged my view of of things because i kind of just imagined that you know at some point you just you just heal <laughs> you just heal and it's like that thing never happened <laughs> which is you know a little bit naive I think, no, they do heal, but like anything, there's a scar, right? Mm -hmm. And then same like a scar, as time goes on, eventually just kind of fades out. It either fades out or you get more scars over it. And then you have newer scars that you're more focused on than previous scars. You know, slowly, Honestly. whatever. <laughs> yeah. When my counselor brought this up, I was like, that fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that sounds terrible. Yeah. <sighs> It's fine. Everything's fine. So, <laughs> okay, uh, reset. Uh, so you're saying now you're just browsing because you feel emotionally unavailable. What needs to happen, you think, for you to be emotionally available? I think I'm going to wait a little longer, or I think I'm going to window shop a little bit longer. I want to feel like this isn't occupying as much mental space. This as in dating or what? As, or, in, or as in the previous the, relationship. The previous relationship. I feel like if I were to start dating now, like, there would be some undue influence from that, so. I can see how that would be the case, yeah. If you were to start dating, would you do anything different to that last relationship? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like something that I could have done differently would have been to kind of, I don't know. We didn't really do, like, date nights or anything after a while, which, I don't know. I feel like it contributed to an environment of complacency mm, comfort yeah. yeah which you know i was I, I was comfortable i was i was very comfortable but um you know i don't i don't think it would have been a bad thing if we were to bring back date nights or something like that mm -hmm. inject a little bit of spice mm. how do you inject spice well the the date night thing oh, right oh, oh, okay. with through the date night thing yeah. you can introduce a little bit of variety but i mean like you know, part of the part of that was constrained by you know COVID and everything, and this is before everyone got vaccinated and stuff. So, this is at, this was at a time when it was still you know lockdown times. So, I don't know how much of an influence COVID had on on the relationship, but maybe maybe there's an aspect there hmm. oh, I'm to sure. be accounted for. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. I can't imagine what it was like dating or trying to upkeep relationships during COVID because 
Shit's hard enough already. Yeah, but also I didn't have to deal with it, so... Not because I was single. Uh, because you weren't here. Yeah, because I wasn't here, so it's it's easier to look at it from outside and be like, oh, why don't you just fucking do this? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's not the case, unfortunately. A lot of people had a bad time. I'll probably cut that part out. <laughs> uh, um, how, okay, okay, so... How often is is that on your mind, like, the whole... You know, I've been busy with school, so I've kind of been letting myself get wrapped up in school more. Mm. I feel like sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I see, like, mental health things on Instagram. Yeah. I feel like sometimes those are, those can be helpful once in a while. Sometimes I feel like, oh, this is, this shit, <laughs> this shit advice. But sometimes it's, like, pretty good advice, and they'll be like, oh, like, be compassionate to yourself. And I'm like, yeah, I should be compassionate to myself. <laughs> You know, I I literally saved uh, a post like that <laughs> the other day, and I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, that's totally it's helpful. I remember like years ago, I was reading about I think it was either a blog on relationships or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but it was like <laughs> their best advice for how to get over someone, like be it like dating or, or someone you like or whatever, like a crush or. They're just like, oh, fuck 10 other people. Huh? That's terrible advice. I'm so sorry. That's such bad advice. <laughs> that was their, like, go-to. Um, Both of you to assume anyone could just fuck 10 people. <laughs> like, what if you're ugly? What if you're ugly and have no game? Get game. Become unugly. Like, this is such, like, such lofty advice. Like, you just think people can just fuck 10... Like, you think anyone could just fuck 10 people? Like, like maybe you could, but, like... <laughs> Like, you know, not every person is willing or able to do that, so. Uh, if we have, like, a scale, like, most people are in the middle, and I think they should be able to, maybe not ten. Okay, maybe two, two to five? Two to five, sure. I think, I think two to five is a much more reasonable number, honestly. I just think that ten number is just huge. Well, no, if we get, if we take the number of ten, it's not a matter of, you know, like, healing takes time. So, however long it takes you to get to that 10 to close out the wounds is basically how long it's going to take because the healing process takes different amount of time for different people i don't know if that would really help me along my healing process though <laughs> to be honest i'm just saying this this question is bad advice bad to be questionable honest. advice i've read years years ago that i just wanted to get your opinion on I think that 10 number is very lofty, but I think it could be adjusted to be more reasonable. Yeah. Okay. Recently, I had a, a person on my podcast that uh, he said he didn't care about how many partners his SO was with before. And then... Good. Yeah. <laughs> do you agree with that? Yeah. Don't okay. don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. Oh, okay. So it's more don't ask, don't tell. It's not... But like if you specifically knew, would you care about the number? Like I've, I've had... I've had like... You know, I've dated someone who's, you know, had body count in the triple digits. It is what it is. Okay, it is what it is. All right, cool. But it, the... as a result, he was very good in bed, but, you know. What? Hmm? Y you know what? There are pros and cons to this shit. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, what are the cons in your mind to it? I don't know. It's like it's risky business, I guess. Yeah. That's a that's a fair point. But he was like, oh, um, 5, 10, 15, fine. And then the moment we got to like mid double digits he was like oh i'm out go date a nun then the fuck <laughs> i don't know sorry sorry us, us modern progressive women we're, we're out here fucking i don't know 
I love that. Yay, modern progressive women. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I, I wouldn't like I don't I don't think I'm like particularly prudish or whorish, um, either way. And um you know, I would say like probably by the time you're like twenty something, thirty something, I think it's reasonable to be in the double digits. That's what I thought too. Yeah, I don't I I wouldn't I mean like maybe maybe there is a little bit of antiquated perception towards um I women. Think, I think my roommate is dying out there. But sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why? What's I, don't, I don't know. I hope he's not, but it sounded like that for a second. Um yeah, I think there there is. I agree with you. But there's also an antiquated uh perception of men too. Like for example, I'm pointing at my toenails here. Yeah, I mean, like they're blue. So honestly, I thought could have been a could have got him caught in the door. But, <laughs> like the little pink one indicated to me that this was purposeful. Oh my god! Yeah, but uh, well, that's kind of the reason why why I did it. Outside of also entertaining a friend. Fuck these gender stereotypes. Yeah, uh, I had. Uh, I remember first time. This is like the second time I got my nails done, which isn't really done. I just got two of them. But uh, when I was in Vietnam, someone floated the idea of it. I don't know how I got it. Maybe I saw like a post or something with like a dude with nails done. And then I thought about it like, oh, would I do that? There's no point for me to do it. Well, there is a point. You can maintain your, you know, your cuticles and shit. I do already. Okay, so it's fine then. Maybe but, you don't need it. But I mean, like, like for like a regular dude who doesn't who doesn't take yeah, care yeah. of their nails? I'm not talking about it like a manicure. I'm talking about like actual paint the nails. Oh. I was like, oh, there's no point to it. But then I thought, well, even, even if there isn't, <laughs> if the, even if there isn't a point, why, like, why wouldn't I do it? And I was like, ah, it's not really what men are supposed, not necessarily supposed to do, but not something men do. And I was like, well, who says what men do and what men don't? So I was like, oh, I'll just fucking do it just for that thought of like, oh, I wouldn't do it because I don't want people to like think something. And then yeah, I got it done. Well, I mean, like. No, I think that's kind of dumb. It's for the same reason, like, I don't know, guys who do skincare are seen as, like, gay or something. And I'm like, the fuck? It's not gay to care about your skin. <laughs> the fuck? Is it, is it gay to hold your penis while you pee? <laughs> if someone's like, like, oh, I don't hold my penis because that's gay. I'd be like, oh, holy shit, you go hands-free every single fucking time? I don't yeah. know how you do it. I'm so sorry. Well, it's not quite a fire hose where you just goes places. The mic is still hot. All right, let me do a little ASMR while Alex is in the bathroom. This tofu stuff you brought is so fucking good. I agree. It's gonna be like five minutes of us chewing. It's okay, I can cut it out. I'm saying some more. Mmm. Mmm. No, I gotta stop chewing. You should help with the hunger. Mmm. I also forgot to mention you're literally the, the reason why I have nice pants now. So thank you. You're welcome. You clothed me, feeding <laughs> me. <laughs> um, exactly. You can call me mama. <laughs> Let's not resort to that. How do you feel about like the whole daddy mama talk? I don't, I don't actually want to be called mama. Not in bed anyway. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. I'm okay with saying daddy. That's fine. Whatever. It's a big deal. I, I just don't, I don't want to, I, I choose not to think that hard about it. Mm. 
Mm. Okay, let's let's finish chewing. There's you know one more. Okay. I'll do one more, and then we'll get into it because I feel bad for people to having to listen to us chew. Maybe they like it. Maybe you'll find a bigger audience, and you have thought possible. What is it called when people? Mukbang. Mukbang. I wouldn't do that. There's like a lot of there's a lot of drama in that shit. That's true. And there's like a fetish side to it. Imagine people jerking off to you chewing. If I get paid for it, I have no problems with that. <laughs> I have no problems with being fairly compensated for someone to jerk off to the sounds of me chewing. <laughs> I'm perfectly on board. Yeah, send in requests. Yeah, DM me. <laughs> <laughs> you asked for it, I don't know. I got some shit to say about skincare. We can do skincare. Alright, um, before we do skincare. <laughs> I'm excited to hear because I'm building up my routine here. You're building up some knowledge. Yeah. Back to the daddy talk. Would that ever come from you or is that something that uh, God would have to ask? I, w- I would say that I've never in- initiated daddy mo- or mommy talk. Okay. But I'm happy to go along with it. All right. Do you... If it feels appropriate. <laughs> so don't be weird about it. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you ever initiate like any other kind of things that would be considered a kink? I don't know. Of sorts? How, how much of a kink? Like, I don't think like I think on like the scale of like vanilla to like kink. I feel like choking is pretty normal-ish. It's pretty cl- normal adjacent. Yeah, that's basically normalized at this point. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, like spanking or whatever. That's fairly normal-ish too. Mm-hmm. So I guess I guess my kinks are not that kinky. But you you would ask for it. Sometimes. I got, I got, it depends on the vibe. <laughs> the vibe has to be appropriate for me to ask. Because mm. some people, they do not provide an environment conducive to um, my input, so. Oh. How would someone provide a, such an environment? I don't know. Don't be a dick. Don't be a domineering dickbag. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You look really comfy. Thank you. I like how you're basically melted onto the couch. <laughs> like your hair is down down the couch and It's like indica in the couch. <laughs> in... <laughs> Alright, let's hop into skincare. Is that Yes, I'm ready. Give us give us the No spiel. what do what do you know? I can build on your knowledge. Okay, so I've had a guest on mm-hmm. and she said AHS. waking up AHAs and BHAs, retinol. Well, okay, so waking up a wash face, uh, retinol everyone will know once in a while, apparently. Not once in a while, but every few days because uh, it can be... Irritating. Irritating to skin, yeah. It can be very much so. But the high something... Hyaluronic acid? acid? That, yeah. So first wash face, the acid thing, and then sunscreen, and then moisturizer. Or a mix of the two. We're talking basics here. Okay, very so I would, do, I would do sunscreen last. Okay. Because if we're if we're building it up on the layer, you want the sunscreen to be on the top. Yes. Yeah, I got like a two in one thing, moisturizer and sunscreen together. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, not a big fan. Because what if you don't want sunscreen? I constantly, want I constantly get it in my eye. Oh yeah, exactly. Or in my mouth. It burns, I, doesn't and it? I hate it. Um, okay, so that's morning. Uh, when it's like very gloomy, which is basically most of the days in Vancouver, mm-hmm. I'll just do regular moisturizer instead of sunscreen, and just be done with that. And then when I get home, say, wash face, moisturizer before bed. Uh, and then I do have retinol, 
<laughs> rectal cream or whatever. <laughs> no, retinol. I would do that before or after the high whatever high acid. acid yes. Every uh, I'll probably do it once a week or whatever. I think I put too much because it makes my skin oily as fuck. So I think I put too much. And then I'm also not in the habit of constantly doing it. I'll just do it like sometimes. If not not sometimes, like more often than not. Hyaluronic acid is a great skincare ingredient. It can absorb up to, up to 1,000 times its weight in water, which is why it's great as a moisturizing, moisturizing element, I guess, in skincare. So it's good to put that on as your first step after washing your face because it, it'll help the other things that you put on after the hyaluronic acid. It'll help that also go into your skin hmm. better. I heard that you should put it on moist skin, not dry skin. That can also help, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I... Oh, and then um, every three, four days. I think it depends how my skin feels. Like, if I kind of feel it, dry chunks here and there, I'll exfoliate. I should probably exfoliate more often, and I need a better exfoliant. I think one to two one to two times a week is fine. Yeah. That's good, depending on your skin. What kind of exfoliant do you have? Is it, like, the scrubby kind? Yeah, it's the scrubby kind. Well, there are other types that are more, like, like chemical exfoliants more than physical. I had one of those... Uh, Did you like it? Yeah, it was actually really good. I had like this powder. I think it was a like, Derma something. Oh, yeah, that's expensive. I heard yeah, of that one. Yeah, I got one from my mom once, and then one I was on set. We're, we're on the show, Phil, uh, Sabrina, Sabrina the whatever. The Teenage Witch. Like the new remake. And then I was one of the guys like covered in tattoos. So they spent like three hours putting the tattoos on my skin and then three hours removing it. Mm-hmm. And then got to the point where because they use like setters and, and basically markers to draw things up, it wouldn't come out. So they're like, hey, sorry, like here's a whole pack of this exfoliant. <laughs> Knock yourself out. And then when I went to buy it myself, I was like, 50 bucks. <laughs> so um good stuff yeah it's really good but uh, i gotta find some more budget appropriate yeah i get a lot of my skincare information from instagram as well <laughs> which is funny because the algorithm will continue to feed me information you know i follow like chemists and stuff so it's scientifically backed okay yeah. none of this none of this wawa so crunchy, crunchy granola nonsense okay yeah, two clicks away from knowing how to do a meth lab exactly I'm, I'm this close to making my own moisturizers all right, cool. Would you actually? No. Oh. I'm not a chemist. Okay. What am I missing? Mm. What would you add? Well, if you want your face to be, like, moist for when you put your hyaluronic yeah. acid, you could think about incorporating a toner, which would you just go, like, right before, I mean, right after you, your wash, right yeah. before anything else. Or you can incorporate some serums as well to go with the hyaluronic acid. So you'd do those before? Well, you would do the hyaluronic acid and then do the serums. And, and then, then? Moisturizer. And then sunscreen. Fuck, that's a lot of stuff on your face. <laughs> well, you don't have to necessarily do that. You know, like, even if you use a serum, like, twice a week, I still feel like yeah. you, would, you would get some effects, even if it's not as strong as if you would do it every day. Okay. How long would you wait between the layers? Five five minutes, maybe, just for it to absorb. Sometimes yeah. when you when you don't wait long enough and you put on the next layer, like, it'll the, the first layer will start to, like, pill up, which is, like, super annoying. Mm. Super annoying. But you know, if you wait to, for it to absorb, then then it'll then you know your next layer it's goes so, on nicely. It's so funny because I'm I'm like, I feel like a lot of guys could benefit from information on like uh, skin care and stuff. But then most of my listeners are women that know everything there is to know about skincare. So it's it's a doozy. So if you know a guy, share this with them. Anything else for skin? 
stuff? Well, I mean, like, in terms of, like, actives like retinol, you should probably be careful with it because it can really, it can make your skin more sensitive to the sun as well. So oh. it's really, really important for you to wear sunscreen if you're using retinol. Okay. Uh, that I didn't know. That's good to know. Because a lot of, a lot of, like, skincare ingredients get, like, all fucked up by the sun, too. Like, vitamin C will, like, degrade under sunlight. So you're supposed to wear sunscreen with that. That's another thing I was going to ask, because a lot of people mention vitamin C to me. Is it different from just taking tablets? Mm, I would say the difference is when you apply it topically, you have a little bit more control, right? Because when you eat it, you don't really have control over where, where the body chooses to be put that vitamin C, oh, right? Interesting. They'll, they'll put it wherever it thinks it needs to go, but it won't necessarily focus on a problem area, for example. Okay. Um, there's definitely a lot of ingredients that like accomplish the same things for example like there's a ton of ingredients that could you know target dark spots or like mm. acne dry skin etc etc there's like three to five ingredients per per function that you would maybe want in a skincare mm, product damn. right like there's there's a bunch of different ingredients that can accomplish s similar um effects because like vitamin c isn't the only thing that can you can use as an antioxidant for your skin so what, what would vitamin c do for you it helps uh lighten dark spots dark spots like from the sun or what do you mean oh okay yeah from the sun or like from like hyperpigmentation yeah i don't use vitamin c because um that chemist that i follow on instagram um did this whole thing where it shows that like vitamin c doesn't stay stable very long particularly in skincare formulations like as soon as you open it if it's exposed oh. too much to the air it'll like it will oxidize itself so it doesn't last very long like just based on the container type like especially like things that are like like a jar or like a like a dropper those things like you're exposing the product to air all the time mm -hmm. so if you were to get a, a vitamin c product i would recommend getting like something with like a pump or something where it will like mm. control the oxygen exposure oh shit. For, the product, for the product all right that's good I'm learning. Let's get back to some uh, needy greedy stuff. Oh, I think. Okay. So you mentioned earlier that you have the tendency to blame yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, do I do that for everything? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and where do you think that comes from? Um, I think part of that comes from dealing with a lot of people in my life who who won't take responsibility for things. Mm. Is so, that so? So I have evolved this tendency to accept fault kind of almost to compensate for the people that don't whoa is that like a recent occurrence or it's kind of always been the case maybe relatively recent i don't think i i don't think i've always been like this i think this is something that has evolved to become a regular occurrence can you give an example of a situation where someone wouldn't take responsibility for something um, i don't know i feel like I mean, like, not to, like, dunk on my parents or anything. Not to dunk on my parents or anything, but I feel like part of that is, like, Chinese culture a little bit. There is that kind of, um, what is it, Confucian principle or something where you have to, like, respect your elders or whatever, and the elders are supreme or whatever. Oh, okay, there was one time, there was one time when I was in Taiwan, and um, my grandma was, like, we were at, we were at dinner. We were out at dinner, our whole, our whole family, our whole extended family. And she was like, she was like, oh, oh, Audrey, like, what are you doing? Helping yourself to another helping? Like, you don't want to get fat. And you know what? I lost my shit. I lost my shit. I <laughs> ran away. I ran away from the table. I ran away from the table. I ran to the bathroom. And you know what? I caused a scene among my family. After that, my aunt was like, you need to apologize. You need to apologize to your grandma for doing that. Grandma should know fucking better than to stick a fork into someone else's food like i was just eating i was a kid like just let me enjoy my food like the fuck i was enjoying myself so yeah. honestly honestly just you, you ain't have to do that you don't have to you don't have to that totally fucked up the vibe 
totally fucked up the vibe, okay? And I, you know what? It just made me more mad when my when my aunt was like, "You need to apologize to your to your grandma for doing that. That was very disrespectful of you." And I was like, "Me? I'm the I'm the bad guy." <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It's whatever. It's whatever. You know, like do I do I forgive my grandma? Yes. Have I forgotten <laughs> it? No. I will never forget that. I will never fucking forget it. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, grandma. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Oh, well, I mean, it clearly left a mark, and I can imagine. That's one thing I've never had to deal with. For me, it was the opposite. The stereotype for grandmas on the guy side of things is that they wouldn't shut the fuck up about eat, 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 eat. I remember one time, I think it was like one of the last times I saw my grandma, or like within the few years of the last time. Uh, I was, I started working out or like getting into like, not even gym because I was in Eastern Europe, too bougie for me. It was just like doing pull-ups on a pull-up bar and some push-ups mm-hmm. and like started to build muscle. But then you could see, I don't know. I think like when you're skinny and you don't really have muscle, like skin kind of just like, you can't really see bones. But once you start building muscle, like there's a definition of like, where's muscle, where's bone, where's, I don't know. You can kind of like see bone more or less. Like, you could see the definition of it. And my grandma would be like, what the fuck? Like, no grandson of mine would be showing ribs. Like, you gotta fucking eat. So it's definitely interesting to hear, like, a different, you know, perspective. Well, if I get fired, like, how, how will I get married? How will I get married and, and bear the fucking children for my carry on the family name or whatever? I don't... There's a lot of, there's a lot of traditionalist um, things that is expected of me. Do you have siblings? Yeah, I have a younger, a younger sister. Oh, okay. So it's still kind of on your shoulders. I guess I don't know, but like I feel my mom like I don't want no I don't want no fucking kids, and yeah. my sister has also been like I don't want no fucking kids either. Both of, both me and my sister want to be the cool aunt, but neither of us <laughs> want to have the kids. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a little, we've created a little bit of a dilemma for ourselves. Yeah. It's a bit of a stalemate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I would be open to like adopting or fostering children, but I do not want to pop one out of my pussy, so to speak. So to speak. <laughs> Why is that? Um, it is very hard on the body. Like I don't know. I I feel like I feel like this doesn't get talked about enough for among women or like just in general. Like childbirth is super fucking hard on the body. In, in, it's a it's a huge like a huge stress on the body. Like then this is not even this is not even like considering like how you can like people still die in like childbirth even with our modern medicine and stuff. There are things that can go wrong and you can still die and you can still you know have like long-term consequences and stuff and like this isn't even getting into like like fucked up medical practices like have you heard of like the daddy stitch no okay so the daddy stitch is this is this antiquated medical practice where doctors would add a quote-unquote extra stitch for the husband what do you mean like they would just they would add an extra extra stitch after birth to kind of um make the opening of the vagina smaller oh so that's called a daddy stitch or a husband husband stitch um (laughs) And obviously, this medical practice does not benefit women in any way, shape, or form. It just makes sex very painful. What the fuck? I didn't know about that. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I'm not sure how popular of a practice it is, but it's definitely happened often enough for people to know about it and know that this is, like, an actual medical phenomenon. But isn't it all based on, like, sort of the muscle inside? Like, it's not really... Well, like, if you yeah. think if you think about it, when you ha- like when you when you push out a baby, there's a pretty good chance there's gonna be some tearing. Pretty good chance. So mm-hmm. when they sew when they sew the sew back up, if they do a little bit 
too much, a little bit extra than the opening of the vagina just becomes a little artificially smaller, I guess. Oh. But that just makes sex very painful afterward for the woman. Damn. Not that not that the doctors back then gave a single fuck about any of that. Whoa. But, but then you can just slice the baby out. Yeah. You don't have to push it for the vagine. That's true. But C-section will leave a huge fucking scar as well. And nonetheless, it is still hard, very hard on the body. And, you know, a lot of people gain, like, baby weight and stuff. And you get, like, huge stretch marks and things like that. And you know what? And a lot of people uh, develop diabetes off of it, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Apparently, like, gestation, I think. I don't know if it's called gestation diabetes or something along those lines. You but just get diabetes You get diabetes after, while, after, while you're while. pregnant. And then most people are fine after, but some have it. Like, uh, um, a co-worker of mine, he's... He's got diabetes, but his sister mm-hmm. didn't have it up until she got pregnant, which she genetically or like whatever, she should have developed it at some point. Like she was prone to it, mm-hmm. but then she had it when she was pregnant and then gave birth and she was fine. And then she got diagnosed with it like a few months after. So there's no... I didn't know that. There's no way to... So another reason for me not to carry a child. One more reason. I don't want fucking diabetes. Yeah, well, diabetes fucking <laughs> sucks. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. And I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like I would want to give birth. If if I was to give birth, like, I would want to do it maybe in my 30s or something. But if you have children later, there's a, it's a high risk. Yeah, it's risky. It's riskier. And also your body is, um, you know, older. Your body yeah. is older and it will not recover as quickly as if, as if you would if you had it in your, you know, early 20s, for example. And then you'd think that, you know, as being biological machines programmed to replicate, it would be easier on the body. And but I, I guess know. once you replicate, there's no really need for your body anymore. It's all well, up to the kids. I mean, like, it really do be like that. <laughs> it really do be like that. I mean, like... Back in the day, people would just have lots of kids and it would be fine, you know? It would just be, you would just have a few children. Well, people would pump out like 10 kids back in the day. Yeah, but you expected like six of them to die, right? Now you hope six of them would die. <laughs> you just hope it doesn't get to 10 in the first place. <laughs> if not for the risks I'd ha- or or the financial ramifications or the stress or the time constraint or the dying world, the environmental collapse, the looming wars, mm-hmm, overpopulation, mm-hmm. shit, uh, social educational systems. Right. If not for all those things, I'd bump if, out if our like world 15, was not, 20. If our world was not crumbling around us, we yeah. would totally... But there's also this like stigma attached to like women who have children or like moms who like don't like bounce back immediately after the pregnancy. Mm. I've heard I've heard some toxic ass shit on the internet. But it's also pro- like a lot of it it's is due propagated to ignorance, also by some women that specifically put the effort to bounce back and then they're like, look at me, I did it, you can do it too. Exactly. And a lot of these people are like influencers and there's there is such a thing as getting a C section and they give you a tummy tuck right after. What's a tummy tuck? Oh, they just suck out the fat? No, they give you like a tummy tuck so that the skin is nice and tight afterward, immediately. Mm-hmm. For it's, like it's it's been said that a lot of celebrities have had such procedures done. It's like two in one. Exactly. You pop out the kid. They do a little whoop de doo I don't know what they do. <laughs> <laughs> they do the, they do whatever they do for the tummy tuck, and then you know what? After, you just had a kid, and your and your stomach looks fucking perfect. You have you have a brand new belly button. Like why wouldn't you do that? I don't think I don't think it's the safest procedure. A B it's super fucking expensive. Yeah, but if you can afford it. Yeah, I guess. And then it's for the gram, so safety's out of the window anyways. 
Yeah, I mean, like, if I could afford it, maybe I would do it. I would also be scared. I'd also be scared as hell to be pregnant. I'd, I'd probably do, like, a surrogate or something. I don't know. Like, maybe I've just watched too many, like, Korean Korean drama TV <laughs> shows. But, like, almost every time someone is pregnant, like, they end up falling down the fucking stairs. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that's not... Does the risk of falling down the stairs increase when you're pregnant? Or no, that just, that's it, not real life. It doesn't Korean dramas, I guess. But, like, I would think about that all the time. Like, oh, my God, what if I fall? What if I fall? Like, Yeah, don't go up the stairs. Yeah, but what if I just fall on a regular? ground level. I have, I have tripped on flat ground before, on completely level ground. So, yeah. I don't want to fall. I don't want to fall. Yeah, but they say that. You know, it's kind of weird because um, we're like, oh, humans are so fragile, whatever. But I've seen kids that have been dropped. They're fine. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. You don't know the long-term effects, right? No one does. And then we're, we just cope. It's the best we can do. I don't know. It's kind of like sometimes I'm like, oh, like were you dropped on the head of the child? And when they're like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I didn't mean like I didn't mean like that. It was just a joke. <laughs> was, you weren't supposed to say yes. I was actually dropped on the head as a child. You yeah, I don't think that. anyone should say that. <laughs> Even if you were, just say no. Anyway, yeah, so because of the toxic shit that I've heard, just because the propensity for toxicity to be propagated by both people that have children and people that don't. Media. Sure, media in general as well. Like, just that that kind of toxicity, I can't do it. I'm not willing to subject myself to that. And also, there are a lot of kids in this world that need parents. Yeah, but, you know, I, I don't think I could do that. Like if I had, uh, well, if I had a couple of my own and then all those factors that I said earlier were accounted for, then maybe I would adopt. But if I didn't have any of my own, I don't think I would. Because I feel, I don't know. I I think you have a stronger biological um, urge to propagate your own seed. Maybe, but it's also, I feel like, I don't know how much of it is like learned behavior and how much of it is, it's nature versus nurture. I don't know how much of it is learned and how much of it was in us to begin with. So, yeah, it sucks. There's a lot of orphans in the world, a lot of kids that need loving. But, like, there's concern about the nature side of things. I don't know what... You don't want to adopt a fucked up kid? Basically. I mean, like... And it's not... It's also very fucking hard to adopt, apparently. Like, the days of buying a child in Asia are done. Yeah, I've heard that, like, a lot of, like, when people try to adopt, like, kids from Russia, a lot of them have, like, fetal alcohol syndrome or something. And I was like, whoa, that's whack. Yeah, I got my alcohol syndrome way after I was born, so. (laughs) No, not like that. Uh, Well, you know, some people just want a baby so bad that they'll, they'll go to lengths. And uh, others don't want their babies so bad that uh, they'll go to lengths to get rid of it. I don't know where to end this on. Yeah, I mean, like, there's definitely a risk. There's definitely a risk involved when you bring in a child that, you know, didn't grow up with you. But obviously, if if I actually were to do that, I would definitely have to put a lot of time and effort into making sure that I'm not bringing, like, a murderer into my home. So if you did adopt a child, what race would you go for? What do you mean what race I would go for? I don't think I would... Do I get a choice like that? Is it like choosing sure. like, like... Let's see. Let's see you could. Like, I want the number five, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? Just for the just for simplicity's sake, like, maybe I would want an Asian kid so I don't get so many questions. Because I don't want people to assume, like, I'm the nanny or something. Okay. You could go for... Well, you could go for a white kid. It's pretty popular these days. I guess. You, I, don't, I don't think there's a lot of supply of white kids on the market. That's true. 
unfortunately. There could be quite a few Ukrainian kids up for adoption in the next... <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Well, it would be very important for me to be able to have the resources to support them through, like, counseling and stuff. They have trauma. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. So you, you would go for an Asian kid. But, like, what kind of Asian? My kind of Asian. Like Chinese? Yeah, yeah. Like if they were not... like like East Asian? I don't know. If I yeah. if I was if if for the purposes of finding a, a child that looks similar to me, then I would go with East Asian. Yeah. What what if specifically it was like for a Japanese that child? Okay. I don't think like I'm not gonna get questions if my child looks Japanese and I don't like I don't I don't look Japanese, but you'd walk around and be like, Y'all are racist thinking this Japanese child is mine. Yeah, exactly. I would just be like, Okay, yeah, you think this kid's mine? That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Maybe I did. I could have. I could have married a Japanese man. Like <laughs> Could have had a Japanese man child. Yeah, yeah, Um, What do you think about the whole, like, genetic thing? Genetic... Um, Editing? Yeah. Would you do that? That's. I think that's a very interesting um, thing. Um, I'd fucking definitely do that. You mean just, like... Well, first, just to check that everything is fine. But also be like, you know what? What's so wrong with green eyes? <laughs> you know what? That, w- that would be cool. I think it would be cool to give my to give my child, like, color yeah. light if that was possible. Um, bigger penis let's go <laughs> you know th- there are some ethical questions with um tampering with someone's genetic makeup like that yeah but um shelly better have a bigger penis than her dad <laughs> <laughs> um i think that yeah i mean like i if i were to use that i would definitely use it as like a like a screening tool i guess but yeah. I, don't, I don't think i would do too much to like mess with mess with what, what what was produced naturally, I yeah. guess, organically. Yeah. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't try to mess with it like too too much. Like I would maybe change like one thing or two things. Like what? I don't know. Like that green eyed thing you said was pretty cool. Like I would just put <laughs> I would just put that in for fun. But like yeah, give it light eyes. Yeah. Let's, let's go. But I don't think. Like I would choose something that w- that would be like like relatively minor. Like I wouldn't want to change something that's like really important to them, or like I don't know, like add in an, an athletic gene where one didn't exist. Yeah, but say like because there's a big push right now against circumcising the kids, right? And like a lot of men out there, fucking weirdos, are like, oh, I didn't consent to be cut, s- cut, circumcised as a as a. So like, what if? I'm sure there would be a movement in the future because that's just natural to people being like, I didn't consent to green eyes. What the fuck are these basketball jeans I have or whatever? I didn't consent to that. I just wanted. I'll be like, fine, go back in. I'll take, I'll take, I'll, I'll remove it right now. I'll, I'll remove this fucking edge jeans that you that you hate right so much in. right now. Get in the machine. Get in the machine. If you could change one gene about you, or like I don't say one trait, what would you do? I'll probably make myself super athletic. That'd be super cool. That'd be super cool if I just had innate athletic traits because I don't. Because yeah. I don't. So if I did, I feel like that would be very cool. It would just be cool to experience what it would be like to be naturally athletic. Like, um... Like, just naturally. Like, to be what like, point? To be, like, I don't know, just to have, like, a certain level of, like, built-in, like, endurance, I guess, for running or something. Or mm. just, like, I don't know, some kind of genetic component that allows... That would allow me to build build muscle faster than the average person or something. Oh, that would be cool. It's like that, um... Have you seen the Bourne movies? Not the last one, I guess it was the fourth one that people generally don't like, where it was the the Hawkeye guy. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, this virus changes your DNA, so you need less oxygen to to produce the same amount of energy or, like, less protein to build the muscle, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah that would be cool. Or if I, like, I don't know, I would maybe, like, give myself, like, a like an innate jumping ability or something. It would just be cool to be able to jump super high for no reason. <laughs> 
I just think it would be cool. Yeah, people would be like, like is that a plane? Is that a... You know, if I could just jump super high, like, I'd probably get into parkour or some shit. Yeah. Because that would just be cool. That would just be fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm glad we didn't go super... Uh, weird. Weird with that. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably want to be able to hold my breath for a long time. Oh, yes. Yeah. That would be cool. Or, or like... Or like your brain have, can last longer without oxygen. Yeah. Or have like webbed feet. Oh, ew. <laughs> Some people are actually born with webbed feet. So yeah. That does, that does happen. It's dope. They're better, they're better swimmers. But how much time would you be spending? Like, is it worth it for you to have webbed feet for the amount of time that you would be spending in water? Worst case scenario, you can cut it. And also... Yeah, like, well then what was the point of having the webbed feet in the not first like, place? It's not like you... Well, you wouldn't be able to do flip-flops. That's true. And then it's not like I ever wear toe socks. So okay, well then, if deal. you if you commit yourself to wearing closed-toed shoes your whole life, then I guess I guess yeah, you don't have to. I know, um, but like I don't yeah. know, I'd probably feel a little bit weird about showing my feet if my. But feet if you're were wearing webbed. like Birkenstocks, no one's gonna see webbed feet. Are you sure? I guess I don't know. I haven't <laughs> seen ducks and Birkenstocks. Ducks and Birkenstocks should be like an ad. I feel like you could though. I feel like you would see the webbed yeah. feet in Birkenstocks. <laughs> you would. Well, you would. You would see the webbed feet. Okay. Well. How would you not? We'll open up to this to debate. Let the internets decide. And uh, I think we're gonna end on this. We're already at hour and a bit thirty ish. So thank you for dropping in. No problem. It was really fun. And um, any parting words? Don't act fucked up to women. Hey, all right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Don't want to act fucked up to women. That's a good one.